Welcome. This is The Things I've Seen, where we will reminisce, explore, and share the journey of aging, hosted by Senior Access. Senior Access is a nonprofit organization providing services in Austin, Texas, and the surrounding areas. We are your hosts, Sherry Rose and Regina Sasani. Uh, hi, Regina. Welcome to the new Hi, show Sherry. Today. Yes. <laughs> we are excited to be here again, and we have a fantastic guest, Rob Fabian, and we know him through working together over the past few years, and I will let Rob, you introduce yourself a little bit more. Hi, thanks so much for this opportunity. I'm Rob Fabian. I am the Chief Community Engagement Officer for Age of Central Texas. We're a regional nonprofit organization that serves both older adults and family caregivers across the four-county region. And we're very excited to be partners with you guys for many years now. It's been great. And I really love that y'all also focus on the caregivers. Um, a lot of people, I think we tend to forget about that being a critical aspect of taking care of other people. And I love that y'all do such a great job at taking care of the caregivers. Kudos to y'all. Yeah, our founders were civic leaders here in the community and they founded our organization 36 years ago. And one of our founders was Burt Kruger Smith. She was an author who lived here in Austin and was writing about caregiving back in the 1960s before it was ever really on anybody's radar. And so ever since our inception, we have focused both on helping older adults to stay connected in the community, to be able to thrive by giving them the support and the programming to help them continue to be able to age in place, which is what we all want. But they realized very early that we needed to focus also on supporting the caregiver so that they could help the older adults to be successful. I love that. I had no idea about that. It's great that people think forward like that. Yeah, that um, you have a connection, like this like particular way, unique way, because the house where we are, where we have the office, uh, it was uh, originally built by your family. So tell us about that. Yeah, my mother's side of the family came over from Sweden in the 1880s, and they were coming specifically to Palm Valley, which is where the senior access is now. In fact, where the uh, Dell Diamond is, was the Swedish settlement. And so all of that immediate area was settled by my family. And the house there right in front of the Palm Valley Lutheran Church was actually built and owned by my great aunt and her husband. And so that was their residence until they got older and they moved and they donated the property to the church. That's just amazing. <laughs> That's so fun. That was a fun little tidbit to learn about you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your role with Age of Central Texas. Sure. So my role as Chief Community Engagement Officer is basically the outreach and the marketing. It's my job to let everybody know that we exist and that our services are here for the community, but I am also someone who uses our services. I am a caregiver myself. I help care for my parents who still live independently there in Round Rock, 
and they're in their 80s. And so I assist them so that they can continue to age in place as long as it's safe for them to do so. And also my husband has early onset of dementia. He has mild cognitive impairment. And so I'm kind of coming at it from both sides here, being the son caring for the parents and also being the spouse caring for someone who has uh, cognitive issues. So I get to see not only how wonderful our programs are in helping other people in the community, but how wonderful our staff is with their expertise because they have helped me immensely in my journey as well. Yeah, like I said, you have like a personal connection, you know, because of your family and your husband and then the organization. And I think, Sherry, that answers like that question that we had for you, which uh, what got you interested in helping seniors? Yeah, I our, on my dad's side of the family, they came over to Texas in the 1830s, before Texas was a state. They came over to help settle a land grant, which they ended up settling the Cedar Park Leander Liberty Hill area. So when I was born, we had our family ranch. And so we had our ranch and next door was the grandparents and next door was the great grandparents. And then the aunts and the uncles, and everybody lived in the immediate area. So I grew up as a young child seeing the caregiving in action within the family. And I realized that most people don't have that experience. They don't get to see caregiving of older adults in the family. And so that was one thing that drew me to this position was the opportunity to be able to share that experience. Also, age has such an amazing track record here in the community of service. Now I wanted to be a part of that and help with the growth of the organization. And in fact, just yesterday, we broke ground on our brand new South Center that we're building down in South Park Meadows area that will allow us to better serve into not only South Austin, but into Hayes County, over into Wimberley, Driving Springs, into Bastrop, and that whole area. It's part of a three-part comprehensive campaign that we have launched where we were going to build the new center south so we can serve that area because right now it's kind of a desert of service need. There's not a lot there helping older adults or family caregivers. Our second step is that we're going to renovate our historic campus where I am today. We're over in the West Campus area in Hyde Park. It's a building that was built in 1906 and we became stewards of this property in 1986. It's a very old building. It has a lot of needs. And so we need to do quite a bit of historic renovation to the property. So that will be number two is that we will renovate our historic home. And then number three, we'll build a brand new center in Williamson County up in the Round Rock Hutto area. And that will be another large center that will allow us to expand our programming in the area. We currently do have a Thrive Social and Wellness Center there in Round Rock that was designed for older adults who can't stay at home by themselves during the day where they have a place to spend their weekday in a wonderful social uh, activity center. But we're very landlocked and we can't add any of our other programming physically there in the Round Rock area. So we're going to build another big center that will allow us to really expand all the programming there in the Williamson County area. So we can serve into Taylor and Granger and those areas into 
deeper into Cedar Park, Liberty Hill, Leander, all of those areas. So the opportunity to be a part of that amazing growth for the area, not only to benefit my family, but all of our friends and family, because you know we're all growing older and we're all going to need these services, including the wonderful services from Senior Access. And so being able to be a part of that growth has been really fantastic. You know, preaching to the choir here, but we know that Central Texas is the second largest area in the nation for older adults age 65 and older. And it is the fastest growing in the nation for those who are age 50 to 64, the pre-retirement age. You put those two together and it means for the next 40 years, there are more older adults in Central Texas and children. And so our services that we collectively provide in the community will just continue to grow in need. I'm so excited for y'all's expansions. That's pretty amazing. So I'm I'm assuming that because I know what y'all do, that our audience is going to knows everything that y'all do. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you offer for the aging and not the caregiving aspect? Most certainly. So Asia Central Texas has six major programs throughout the four county region. I mentioned our Thrive Social and Wellness Centers. Those are the longest running, uh, longest operating adult day health centers here in Central Texas. Um, in many other parts of the U.S., adult day health care is a normal part of uh, the community, but not so much here in Texas. And so we've had the only ones for a very long time. For our members who attend, it is designed like a social club. They're going to their club for the day, and that's where they get to socialize. We provide meals. There's activities all day long. We have gardens at our centers. So it's a wonderful, fun place to get together and to have a fulfilling day. In reality, they are medical model day centers that are licensed with the state where we have a full-time nurse, where we all of our staff are trained in dementia care. And so we are taking care of folks who have cognitive or physical needs that make it difficult for them to stay at home. And for the caregiver, it's a great opportunity because they know mom or dad, husband or wife are somewhere safe, secure, with people who are trained to care for them and who really do love them just as much as their own family. But for our members, it's their social club where they get to go have a wonderful, fulfilling day. We also have a health equipment lending program. I know that you also do as well with Ollie's Closet. We help by lending out gently used durable medical equipment to anyone who needs it, no questions asked. We also have a resource center where older adults and caregivers both can contact us either by phone, in person, uh, we can set up Zoom, by email, where we can help you navigate all of the resources in the area. You know, it's very difficult to find resources, mainly because we don't really know what to ask for. You know, I know I've got a problem. I just don't know how to solve it and where to go looking for the issues. So we can help connect the dots to all of the resources and programs that are available throughout the community. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And that's what I was thinking that um, it, what you mentioned about the resources and the information that is out there, not a lot of people know. So that we're hoping with this podcast, whoever listens to it can like spread the word 
and really say what age of Central Texas, you know, has for services and also how you guys help other agencies like us, like Senior Access. So I, I just wanted to just like confirm that and just, you know, uh, make sure that we get the message across. Yeah, most definitely. And then when COVID came along, of course, we had to close our in-person programming. So we pivoted to online services. And one of the growths out of that was a new program called Memory Connections Online. We were able to provide daily programming for older adults with cognitive issues when we had to close the day centers. And we found out that worked pretty well. So we now have a program that meets Monday through Friday, and it is for about an hour, and it's for helping folks who have memory loss. And it's a fun hour of activities. So for example, one day we might go on safari in Africa and go see animals. The next day we might be in Paris at the Louvre and looking at paintings. Next day, we're doing a fun art project or we're playing bingo. Every day is different. Everything, every day is fun. But it still has the same goal that we want those who are joining us to be mentally stimulated and have an opportunity to socialize with other folks because we're all live together like we are today. And so it's a great opportunity. We actually do it three times a day. We do it for those who are high performing, mid performing, and low performing. And that way we can help no matter where you are in your journey to provide you with a fun opportunity for the day to help keep your brain active. Again, this is another great opportunity for the caregiver and care partner as well, because they know that their care recipient is going to be occupied doing something fun for about an hour. So I can go take a nap. I can go do the dishes. I can go check my emails, whatever I need to do to recharge my battery. That's awesome. I love all of those programs. Yes, and we always, um, so in our show with all the guests that we have in our podcast, like sharing the things that you have seen and, you know, it can be anything since like volunteering with seniors from your family members, like something that you want to share with us. Sure. You know, COVID was just not fun at all for anybody and really disrupted our lives and threw everything asunder. But one small bright light out of it was that it really did focus a spotlight on the needs of older adults and family caregivers. And so that has, I think, helped all of our organizations with visibility because so many people at that point realized I need some help. And so Unfortunately, COVID happened, but one good thing out of it is that it has really started a big conversation nationally and locally about the needs for older adults so that they can continue to thrive here in the community and how we can best support the family caregivers, especially working caregivers. And so I think that we're going to see some very positive things coming from that because we have at least started a conversation, as you noted, People don't really talk about it. People don't know where to look for resources. It's kind of not on the forefront. It's not something that's really sexy for the news. But 
COVID kind of thrust it into the spotlight. And so that's one thing that I have seen the past couple of years is just more focus on how can we support older adults in our community, and especially from the cities. I've seen a lot of great things happening with that, with the focus on that, especially in the Williamson County area. And how can we support our family caregivers so that they can continue to thrive? Recent studies have shown that one of the biggest reasons that we're having uh, shortages of workers is that family caregivers did not return to the workforce. And so there's a lot of family caregivers. Statistically, 40% of the population here in Central Texas are caring for another older family member. So that's a lot of people. And when the majority of those folks did not go back to work, that's a lot of lot of empty seats um, and a lot of lost historic business knowledge for companies as well. So putting kind of that focus on how can businesses support their family caregiver, allow them the flex time that they need, being able to work from home when needed and, and giving them the support that they need so they can continue having their purpose as an employee and as a professional but also fulfilling their obligation that they chose to take care of their family members. I love that. And it has been important to put that in the spotlight. And that has, I have definitely seen that as well. Rob, I'm going to backtrack just for a second and ask you one last question. Sure. How can we make the topic of aging less taboo? You know, when we started on this comprehensive campaign of fundraising, we got a third-party company to do a survey of the general public over the four-county region. So everything from Gerald all the way down to San Marcos into Bastrop and Dripping Springs, everyone 18 and older took a sampling of the community to find out what does the community really know and understand about aging and caregiving. One of our questions we asked was, does ageism exist in Central Texas? 88% of the respondents said, yes, indeed. We said, why? They said two reasons. One is that employers in the community don't value their older workers and the knowledge and the experience that they have. The other is the way that media talks about aging, that it is either a scary thing or it's something awful that you don't want to do. And so just the perception of aging in the community in the way that it's portrayed makes it a not a positive thing. But as we mentioned, the majority of our population are older adults. In fact, this population of older adults on our planet is the most diverse population that has ever existed in history. Because we're talking about four generations now of older adults. And that's everything from the Eisenhower era in the 1950s up through Woodstock into Reaganomics. I mean, it's a wide berth. And you can't just put everybody in one bucket and say they're all elderly because it's not, and they are not. Yeah, in fact, I was gonna uh, add something to that. Nowadays, you find a workplace is, you have those four generations working together sometimes. You have like the older adults and then you have the millennials and then you have different like generations working together. So this is a time to, I think, maybe like embrace that even, even more and learn from the older adults mm -hmm. and what they have to offer. Yes, exactly. 
you know, we're living so much longer nowadays. It's to, to live to be 100 is not unheard of by any means. And most people are not retiring at 65 because that's only the start of act three of their lives. They've still got another 30, 35 years to go. So why am I just going to retire and do nothing? People still continue with that purpose and that want to be involved and want to be uh, an active part of their community. And so one, people are working a lot longer. Two, people are being much more visible and active in their community as they're aging. And three, we are seeing more of a recognition of that in the community. Uh, again, when you have the majority of your population is older, they're going to be the ones that are most visible. And we know that older adults tend to be more vocal about their purpose than other generations. So I think there's a positive to that. The other is that Age of Central Texas has really stuck a flag in the ground and said, we are going to be tackling ageism as thought leaders. And my background prior to this was in journalism. I was a reporter. I owned a uh, statewide publication. So I had been working with our local media to help them to understand that their words really do matter. And you can't put out a story that says the 60-year-old elderly man, because that's factually incorrect. Um, you can't do a, a story using scare tactics about getting older because that's not truthful. Yes, there are some disadvantages physically to growing older. You know, we're not perpetual motion machines. We do break down. You know, that's just pure science. But that is not the entire story of getting older. And so helping the media to understand that Number one, the majority of your readers and viewers are older adults. And so when you insult them, they are going to stop being your readers and viewers. That's true. And two, you need to realize that the community has changed, that the community is older, that it is aging. And that's a really positive thing for our community because there is so much more experience, knowledge, uh, and learned experiences and knowledge that are being utilized daily to make our communities better. We appreciate that conversation very much because we're all aging, right? Yeah. That's going to happen to all of us. Yes. Some sooner than others. <laughs> um, well, we appreciate your time today and we appreciate all that you and all of Age of Central Texas is doing for the community. Y'all do amazing work. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for the opportunity to visit with you. And thank you for all the wonderful things that Senior Access does in the community. It's a great resource that we utilize all the time. So we appreciate you guys as well. We're great partners. It's awesome. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you laughed a little and your heart was touched with our conversation. Please follow us, subscribe, and share with your friends. If you want to learn more about how we help our aging community or to join us as a volunteer or donor, please visit us at SeniorAccessTX.org. Be sure to tune in next time for The Things I've Seen.